When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I am your host, as always, Tony Defio. And I thank you for joining me on this lovely Friday evening in Pittsburgh. Of course, it's not really that lovely. I'm not going to lie. As you can see, I had problems with the uh, beginning of the uh, the music, the intro music. But it's not lovely as far as the weather either. It's kind of it's kind of uh, uh, nippy, as they say in Pittsburgh. It's a little chilly out, and uh, we're gonna get some rain tomorrow. But uh, of course, uh, it could be a lot worse. I mean, people in Florida really got it bad from uh, Hurricane uh, was it Ian. So uh, hopefully, hopefully those guys can uh, can uh, recover quickly. But uh, I thank you for joining me. And before I continue with tonight's podcast, I. Would like to ask you to please like and subscribe to the Behind the Store Curtain YouTube channel. We bring you live shows each and every day and night, including this show. Earlier on Friday, you saw the Touchdown Under program with Maddie Peverall and Mark Davidson, the blokes from Australia, and they always bring you great insight. We have uh, we run the North with uh, Kevin Tate and his buddies. They talk about all things AFC North. That's, where, that's usually over the weekend. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have uh, post-game uh, shows after after each and every Steelers game. We have that live. Uh, if it's if it's a normal t- uh, time, it's it's Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis. If it's prime time. And it's Kyle Christ and, 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 and the gang uh, over on the West Coast. 
So then we have the we have the uh, hangover on Monday with Brian and Shannon White and yours truly. We have the Scobro show with Dave Schofield and Rich Schofield. We have Know Your Enemy with with uh, Shannon and, and and Jeffrey Benedict. We have the Steelers preview every Thursday, a very popular show with uh, Jeff, Dave, and Brian. And you can catch all those shows live on Facebook. And you can also catch them after the fact on any audio platform of your choosing, wherever you can find podcasts in an audio form you can find our live stuff after the fact and we also have a whole host of audio only shows including let's ride with jeff we have uh the steelers fix with jeremy betts and andrew wilbar we have stat geek with dave schofield we have from the cutting room floor with jeffrey did i say the war room with maddie yes we have that we have bad language with brian anthony davis i believe that's a, i believe that's an audio only show now Yes, audio only. So, and you can catch all those shows uh, on any audio platform. And please check out Behind the Store Curtain, the website, bringing news, commentary, film breakdown. It's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. It's a very busy site. They're always breaking news. They're always uh, doing film rooms. They're always uh, hitting you with commentary, opinions. It's a great site, so please check it out. And let's check out the live chat. See who we have. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a, I have no voice on this Friday night. Devin Logan, first one in. He says, what's up, Tony? What's up, Devin? Kathy Ford, one of our legends. Builder's Life, who says, Tony, with uh, two explanation marks. So, uh, I, I, well, welcome. Samuel Ray, who says, from Facebook, Jets 27, Steelers 6. We have uh, Vegas. I'm not even going to say, I don't even know how to say that, that name, but welcome. We have Steelers Pittsburgh, George Teston, Jared Devil, Ryan O'Toole, who says, Tony, driving and can't comment tonight. Well, I'm glad you're uh, listening or watching, uh, Ryan. Welcome. Biggie Broncos with us, Claude Bishop. Welcome, guys. Lon Campbell, State of the Steelers. He says, what's up, BTSC fam? Pedro's with us. We have a Daniel Red. We have all kinds of people. And I, I'm glad you guys are with us. Let's talk about some Steelers. And uh, the question is, are they going to get off the schneid, this two-game losing streak, this Sunday at Akershore Stadium when they take on the Jets, the, who are also like the Steelers, one and two. Uh, Pittsburgh's a three-and-a-half-point favorite last I checked. That line's been three, three-and-a-half all week. Last I checked, it's uh, three-and-a-half. So... Can they beat them? And I think there's there's slight optimism that they can beat the Jets. They should beat the Jets. This is one of those games that people consider to be lesser competition. The Jets. I should one of those opponents, I should say, that fans consider to be lesser competition. Um but are they really? I don't know. You look at the Jets. Now, granted, this is with uh, Joe Flacco over the first three games. He was filling in for an injured Zach Wilson at quarterback. They're not, they don't have a bad offense. Uh, they were f- through three weeks or fifth in the NFL in, in yardage. Uh, Flacco, I mean, again, this is Joe Flacco. It's not Zach Wilson, so it's a completely different animal. He's a veteran, 37 years old. He's not going to be playing on Sunday, at least not. He's not going to start anyway. But he has uh, 901 yards passing. He has five touchdowns, three interceptions. You know, he's Joe Flacco. He's a, he's a you know, he, he's not going to uh, dominate games anywhere, but he's certainly capable of uh, playing well still at the age of 37. But he won't be in there. 
Zach Wilson will be in there who, who has missed almost two months of action with an injury, but he'll be back in there on Sunday, presumably. And, uh, how will they, can they, can they confuse him? Can they get after him? The Jets have what, at least three offensive linemen, either on injured reserve or out. Um, um, Mickey, if I'm saying his first name wrong, I'm sorry. Becton, he's on injured reserve. Uh, they have another guy on injured reserve. They have somebody who's, who's rolled out for the game. So their line's pretty decimated right now. I mean, you still have some good talent on that line, but they're missing a lot of tackles and that's an important position, as you know. Um, and the Steelers pass rush has been pretty anemic without TJ Watt, who's still on the injured reserve list. Uh, so can they generate a pass rush? Uh, can they get home with four, as they say, or are they going to have to start blitzing more, which they really haven't done all that much without Watt in there. Uh, but you have Alex Highsmith, who has four and a half sacks. Believe it or not, he leads the NFL, although he had three of those in the first game with TJ Watt on uh, the other side, uh, taking up a lot of double teams. So, you know, he, but he has had a good season. You can't take it away from him. Alex Highsmith. This, this is his, obviously his best start to, to any season in his short career. So uh, he has to play an important role on Sunday. Uh, that defensive line has to has to dominate this uh, this uh, decimated offensive line of the Jets. Uh, you know, obviously starts with Cam Hayward. Uh, Adams is uh, he's he's been uh, promoted to a starter over Tyson Alulu. He's he was you know he's been struggling. Maybe maybe you know age and injuries finally caught up to him at the age of thirty five. He turned thirty five on May twelfth, same birthday as yours truly. I wish I was thirty five, but um anyway tyson is uh is now second string so you have you'll have adams in there louder milk will probably if, if he's not <laughs> inactive he's probably gonna see some action uh leal and of course you have the other veteran starter and that's uh larry Ogunjobi. so it's incumbent upon them to, to to take advantage of this injured and depleted jets offensive line and, and finally get after the quarterback maybe shut down and run the, the jets have a I guess I think they have a pretty decent uh, uh, duo of running backs with uh, Michael Carter and, uh, and and the rookie Brees Hall uh, from Iowa State. You know, it's not bad. I mean, they, if you if you look at their stats, they haven't they haven't put up a ton of yards. I think between the two of them, I want to say they have 234 yards. But their 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 yards per carry is is pretty good. So you know how Pittsburgh has struggled against the run uh, without Watt, 295 yards the last two games without him. So that could be an area where the Jets try to exploit Pittsburgh. So uh, they're going to have to be on their they're going to be on their assignments in that game. Um, and if they, if they can shut down the Jets' running game, then maybe they can uh, make life miserable for for Wilson and confuse him a bit. You, know, you got Minka back there in as safety. Maybe he can uh, uh, play some games with with, uh, with his head and uh, and force a few uh, takeaways because that's probably what it's going to it's going to take to. Uh, generate some offense for the Steelers is, is, uh, is some takeaways. If that even works, I don't know. But, you know, the Jets do have some uh, weapons. Uh, Garrett Wilson, rookie receiver, he has 18, uh, 18 receptions already through, through three games. That's not bad. Keller Witherspoon will miss the game with an injury. So Levi Wallace, I'm assuming, is going to step up and, and, and start opposite Cam Sutton. And then that moves everybody else up. Uh, as far as the, the, the defensive backs, you're talking about people like uh, like Arthur Millette, 
you know, they're, they're going to have to play a more important role in this game. So, you know, uh, that could be, that could be a, 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 a player worth watching, meaning Garrett Wilson. And, and, and uh, if, if, uh, if the other Wilson, Zach Wilson gets enough time, you know, maybe that's, that's, uh, that's a, that's a way that they, they can ex- exploit uh, Pittsburgh because, uh, you know, they haven't been that great at, in, in, in the secondary hasn't really been that great um, as far as shut, shutting down the pass without a pass rush. So um, we saw that last week uh, on the Thursday night game in Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett had a really good game, actually really good game, um, really efficient game. And, and uh, you probably could have, as I talked about last week, you probably could have had an even better game if his receivers uh, wouldn't have uh, made some mistakes. So, that could be one area where, where, where Pittsburgh's defense uh, gets gouged by uh, by uh, Wilson to Wilson. As far as the offense, uh, the Steelers' offense at this point, I, I don't really know. Uh, you know, the Jets have a, have some decent players. Uh, uh, Jordan Whitehead, former Pitt safety, uh, he's 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 a starter. I don't know how good he is, but he's he was a good player at Pitt. C.J. Mosley, the uh, veteran inside linebacker, he's with them now. Carl Lawson. Really good uh, defensive lineman, formerly of the Bengals. Uh, he's a good player. So, you know, they're in the middle of the pack on defense, meaning the Jets. So, uh, but you know how Pittsburgh's offense has looked the last two years. They've made every every defense look like the 85 Bears or the 76 Steelers or the 2000 Ravens, whoever you want to name. Um, so, you know, they, like I talked about, and like we keep talking about, the the – the belief is you, you have to you have to try to attack these defenses in a different way in order to see better results. Meaning you have to take more shots downfield. You have to take you have to uh, take more intermediate shots down the middle of the field. Because uh, I mean, think about it this way: you know, if if this was a foolproof way to, to shut down a, an offense, meaning crowd the box and and um, and play a single high safety then you'd shut down every offense in the NFL with that. So clearly there's a way to beat that. And maybe it's just talent. Maybe Pittsburgh doesn't have the talent for it. Maybe it's, maybe they're, they are really just playing too conservatively. Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin are, are, uh, are quote unquote living in their fears and, and, and they don't want to make any mistakes and they want to leave it all up to their defense, which is, as we talked about before, seems really weird and outdated in 2022 to have that approach. Or maybe it's Mitch Trubisky and he just doesn't – he's not seeing the open guys. Maybe Canada's play, calling a better game than we think. And Trubisky's just not uh, – he's either too afraid to make mistakes or he's not hes not seeing the field properly. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, clearly, even though I think they moved the ball better against the Browns, at least over the first half, and they, and they ran the ball really well in the first half, I don't think you're going you're gonna to ever have a, a, a solid running game in, in Pittsburgh, regardless of how much the uh, line improves, unless you open things up uh, in the passing game, unless you get these def- defenders to back off. So uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Um, I'm not looking for a, a high scoring game. I'm looking for like a 20 to 10, 23, 13, that kind of game somewhere in there. I wouldn't be surprised if it was even closer than that. And I don't even, I wouldn't even, obviously, I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh lost. I mean, again, the way the way they've been playing on offense the last couple of years and with their defense kind of uh, neutered a bit without what, um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't trust them against anybody. The Jets, 
obviously the, the Lions, I, I, they're probably even a bad example because they're, they're playing better. Uh, but but you know you name that the worst teams in the league, I wouldn't trust um, them against any of them. And I'm not sh- so sure Pittsburgh's not one of those uh, worst teams in the league, which is kind of the point of the title of the article. Uh, you know this is going to be their this might be their last chance, the Steelers to um, prove that maybe they 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 have superior talent to some teams in the league. And you know if if they if they can play a, a a really solid game on both sides of the ball, then maybe they can have a convincing win over a team that a lot of people believe is inferior to them, and maybe the worst team in the NFL, meaning the Jets. Um, so you know we, when you have the, their stretch of games coming up, you know you got the Bills, you got the Buccaneers, the Eagles. I mean that's a, a you know. Pretty tough sledding, and uh, you're talking about some true Super Bowl contenders uh, they're going to be going up against. So, you know, if you don't get this win on Sunday, or if you get it and it's really, really ugly, and, you know, it's it's very, very much the way they've been winning games over the last couple of years, you know, it, it might be a, a, a sign that, that this team truly is a bottom feeder or is going to be in 2022. So, you know... Um, I think coming into the year, I, I, I said that they were going to win anywhere between six and nine games. So clearly I feel like there's a potential there for them to be a, 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 a bad team. Um, so when it comes to the whole lesser competition thing that people always throw out there, oh, you know, Mike Tomlin's teams always play down to the level of their competition. I'm not so sure there are many teams right now who are playing at a lower level than Pittsburgh. You know, I think Steeler fans, and that maybe this is true of most fans, especially most fans of of your your marquee franchises. You know, I think they have a tendency to believe that that their team's always better than it is. You know, I remember in 2003 when they finished six and ten, the whole year. You know, they were they were bringing up the rear. They were under 500 basically, and you know, you'd hear fans calling into the talk shows. My brother would call me, and and um insist that Pittsburgh would, would, would get back in it. They could win the AFC North because to quote all of them, it was the worst division in football that year. It's the weakest division in football, but what never seemed to dawn on any of these people was that Pittsburgh was in last place or, or, or one of the worst, or at least, you know, bring up the rear in the quote unquote worst division in football that never occurred to anybody. And sure enough, by season's end, they were way out of the playoff hunt. Um, 10 years later, 2013, it was kind of like the same thing. That was the year that they were coming off of an off season of salary cap. Hell, they had to, you know, dump a lot of people. They had to cut James Harrison because he wouldn't take a pay cut. A lot of their, their old Super Bowl guys retired or, or were released. Um, they had really some, some major injuries in week one in, in a ugly week one loss, uh, at home to the Titans. Um, Marquise Pouncey was lost for the year. Larry Foote was lost for the year. Uh, a couple other people were gone, were lost in that game uh, for the year. And, and I mean, they were decimated. Yet people still thought that, you know, there, there, there were some, there were some lesser competition out there in terms of uh, teams that they quote unquote should beat, like the Vikings in in London, who who uh, actually beat them in Week Four uh, that year. So 
you know, I think we have a tendency to over and, you know, as much as Steeler fans can be like uh, fatalist, fatalistic, most fans are, are like that, but there's also that, that arrogance there that, you know, they should, uh, that, that their team is better than, than it actually is. So I'm not so sure at this point that the Steelers are, are um, a, even an average team at this point. I mean, the, obviously the defense has potential when Watt is in there, but it really hasn't shown the ability to be anything but average or worse than that without him dating back to last year, 06 and one in seven games without Watt either for the full game or for, for part of the game uh, due to injury. So, you know, offensively, they do have some skill position players of, of repute, you know, Harris, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pickens has promised Frymuth. But, you know, we keep saying that, but they're not really collectively putting it together on the field. They haven't. I mean, this group has not put together a uh, a game where you could say, wow, this offense can really be something. I mean, this this this, this group right here, Trubisky, Harris, Frymuth, the receivers, you know, they haven't had a game where you can say that they, this offense has the potential to be something special um, someday. So I don't know uh, what's going to happen on Sunday, but my gut's telling me it's going to be a, another ugly, close game. And, you know, offensively, you might be looking for some, uh, some uh, signs of hope wherever you can find them. So... Those are my thoughts on the Jets and the Steelers on Sunday, uh, one o'clock. Um, which reminds me, I have to make my prediction in the uh, staff picks article. I forgot to do that for tonight's show. I'll probably do that tomorrow. So I'm not gonna tell you what, what I think. I'll, I'll, I'll save that for the, for the article. But I think you have a pretty good idea of the kind of game I think it's gonna be. All right, and that takes me to. Oh, here's one from Terry Bradford. And see, this, this, this is gonna this is gonna uh, come in handy for for later in the show from YouTube. And he says, "Damn, Tony is a bit gloom and doom, huh?" I'm just I just call it like I think it is. I just call it as I see it. I don't. I mean, I'm when I'm optimistic when when the time calls for it. I'm pessimistic when the time calls for it. Um, but see, but no matter what I say, people are always like, "Oh, you're if I if I say they're you know if I if I'm down on a team, then I'm a gloom and doomer. If I'm if I'm positive about the team then i'm just a sheeple or a sheep or whatever whatever they say i'm i'm, I'm drinking the kool-aid so there's no there's no uh you know there's no winning when it comes to that somebody's always ready to, to uh to counter your your opinion oh wow sorry i'm i'm uh i'm, I'm glowing i'm basking in the glow of uh of amy Ford's comment who says i hate what tony has to say because he's so often right Ooh. Well, I hope I'm not right in this case, Kathy. I hope I'm not. Um, but that brings me to topic number two. It was announced on uh, earlier earlier in the week that the Pro Bowl would be no more. The, the Pro Bowl as we know it would be no more starting in 2023. And it would be replaced by a week of skills competition, I guess, between the players who are named to the quote-unquote Pro Bowl now, followed by a flag football game. Um, you know, 
And to me, something like that was inev inevitable and was probably long overdue. I think the, the Pro Bowl wore out its, its usefulness years ago. Clearly, the players didn't want to put themselves in, in harm's way uh, anymore. You know, uh, a lot of it, of course, is, is you know, they, they, they don't want to... Um, they don't want, want to risk their their bodies and put their, their themselves in harm's way uh, for a meaningless game and, and potentially ruin their careers, uh, and and you know throw away a lot of money, um, in a game like that, you know. But also, I think, I think you know, all star games in general have kind of worn out their welcome. They've kind of jumped the shark in, in modern times. You know, I just think we have too many entertainment options and. You know, I mean, people talk about every year the, the ratings for this game and that game and this all-star game, that Pro Bowl, you know, they're getting lower and lower every year. I just, you know, we just have too many options as uh, as TV viewers. And, you know, um, I think we, 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 we kind of realize now that, you know, just because it's, it's, a, it, it, it's something on your TV, just because you're playing football on TV or just because you're playing basketball or, or hockey or baseball doesn't mean... Uh, we have to watch it. What are the stakes? Oh, they don't mean anything. This game means nothing. Then I don't want to watch. Sorry, I don't want to watch it. You know, um, and you know, with, with with the with the league um, becoming more and more uh, uh, legislative when it when it comes to to trying to make the game safer, the NFL trying to make the game safer and trying to take. Uh, you, you, as much as much precaution as they can when it comes to head injuries. And, you know, we see what's going on with Tua right now, the controversy over that, um, you know, he, he appeared to have a suffer a concussion on, on Sunday in the game. Uh, who were they playing? I forget. <laughs> anyway, the game last Sunday and he helped them win and he was cleared by the doctors to, to come back in that game and, and finish that game and then play on Thursday. And of course you, you, if you probably know what happened on Thursday night against the Bengals, I mean, he suffered a horrific, a, a scary uh, head injury and uh, he, he was in, re in really bad shape. And uh, apparently he's, he's doing much better and he, it's not as bad as it looked, but the NFL is drawing uh, major criticisms today uh, or on Friday from, from people around the league, from fans, uh, even though he was cleared to play, they're they're still uh, being um, criticized uh, roundly for 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 that for that situation. So you know, I, I think you know the, the league was 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 probably trying to find a way to to do away with the Pro Bowl, but still have something uh, of an event for fans to to you know, be interested in, to tune into, to invest in. So now it's it's a skills competition and and uh, a flag football game. Is is it something that interests me? No, but as I said, uh, none of that stuff really interests me anymore. I'm 50 years old now, but it really I stopped um, being being uh, paying attention to that kind of stuff when I was in my 30s, maybe even before that. You know, like the the, the slam dunk contest, the, the home run contest for the MLB all-star game, the pro bowl. It just, it just, you know, it just, again, you know, my taste evolved and, and, you know, 
I saw so much success from the Steelers over the last 30 years when it came to playoffs and Super Bowls. And, you know, it's just like something like that just doesn't interest me. And, and, you know, having it so close to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, either before or after it, a week before or a week after, that's another thing that kind of like takes the, uh, the glow off of it. You know, maybe if it's in the middle of the year, which w- would be insane to do, that would never happen. A football, playing a, uh, an exhibition all-star football game in the middle of a season, that nobody nobody would play in it. So to, ha- to have it at the end of the year, uh, so close to, to your your the granddaddy of them all, so to speak, no offense to the, to the Rose Bowl, but the Super Bowl, our, America's favorite uh, sporting event, you know, it, it just, you were never going to, going to get it, going to make it into a, a, a must-see TV, especially in, in 2022. So I'm kind of glad to see the, 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 the NFL kind of finally doing away with it. Because if you ever watched a game, especially the last five or 10 years, it was farcical. It was farcical. It was, it was a farce because, you know, they weren't tackling anymore. They were just kind of holding each other up until the, until the officials blew the whistle, which I get. Again, I get it. You know, I mean, maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, these guys were out there trying to trying to um, uh, play 110 percent. And, you know, maybe there was more incentive for whoever won that game, for, you know, whatever the prize money yeah, the winner's share is for, for the Pro Bowl. Is there a winner's share? I think there is. So maybe there, there was more incentive back then to do that. But clearly these guys make so much money now. Even the um even a vet minimum is 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 enough of an of a incentive to kind of you know shy away from that game. You know, being named is probably a, all the honor that they want. And you know, they have clearly they have they have contractual incentives. Uh for being named to the Pro Bowl, so th- so they'll still get to have that by being named to this whatever they're going to call this uh, skills competition uh, week. So, you know, it, it, it's you know big back to Tua, right? You know, back in the '90s, they had a Snickers had a had a commercial that, that kind of mocked a player with uh, who had a concussion in, in a football. I mean, it was a fictional uh, character, but. They, they, you know, back in the day, you know, concussions weren't seemed weren't deemed that that serious. Like, oh, he has a concussion, he'll be okay. At least it wasn't a knee injury. Well, now clearly, uh, when, when you see how how the nation and how the NFL is reacting to the two as a head injury, uh, clearly we've we've evolved to the point now where we recognize how how uh, dangerous head head injuries are in the NFL. Just like you know, these players are realizing more and more that they don't have to put their, themselves in harm's way for a game that doesn't count. And, and college players uh, began to realize that along, uh, maybe 10 years ago. You know, look at Kenny Pickett last year. He, he didn't play in the, in the Peach Bowl because he, he, he didn't want to suffer an injury before the most important uh, day of his, uh, of his life, meaning the NFL draft. And, uh, you know, unless you're in, a, in, a, in, in the playoffs, uh, or the national championship game in, in, of college football, you know, you're just, you're, you're probably going to be more inclined to to sit out a bowl game, even if it's a prestigious game like the Rose Bowl, or the Orange Bowl, or the Sugar Bowl, etc. So, you know, we just evolve. We 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 continue to to evolve as a society, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if if these other 
major leagues uh, followed suit and did away with their all-star games. I mean, you know, I don't even know what to do in the NHL anymore. It's like a place of kind of tournament. Baseball's like probably the closest thing that they have now to a to the to the real thing. Um, but even that, I don't think anybody really cares anymore because of interleague play. It used to be a big deal to see, you know, a pirate on the same field as a Yankee. But now, I mean, you know, they they play each other every few years. So those are my thoughts on the Pro Bowl. And I have one more topic I wanted to tackle. And I I couldn't wait to get to this because I was talking to a friend about this the other day. And as Terry uh, said earlier, Terry uh, Bradford, I believe. Did I miss that? Yeah, Terry Bradford. Um, I'm, you know, I've been been pretty critical of of the team lately. And, you know, I think it's justified because I think they've been, (laughs) they haven't given me or the fans anything to be, to really uh, brag about lately, other than a couple of uh, surprise opening week wins, you know, last year and this year. I mean, they've really just been, been, I don't know, just struggling. So I've been critical of them, but you know, when the time calls for it, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I'm, I'm upbeat about the Steelers too. You know, I think, you know, when, when you do what I do, uh, even if it's not a full-time job, it's my job, I think, to write and, and talk about what I see. And if they're, if they're, um, if they're playing well, if they're, if they're 12 and three going into the last couple of games of the year, I'm not going to be like, Oh, this team's going to blow it. They're, they're, you know, they're just going to blow it. Tom and always, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. But if they're if they're you know three and eight, I'm not saying oh I'm gonna I'm a Steeler fan through and through. I don't care what anybody says, you know. I never give up on on my Steelers. No, I'm gonna be critical of of, of the play and, and and the coaching and everything. You know that's just what you do. You you you, you know it's like a comedian. A, a comedian talks about what's going around going on in the world at any, any given moment. Well, somebody like me who writes regularly and does podcasts regularly. I'm going to be talking about what's going on right now, the state of the Steelers. We have state of the state of the Steelers with us in the live chat. That's what I do. That's what we all do. We, we, we talk about the state of the team in, in, in the moment, but that's, I think that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair for people to, to be, to be critical of a, of a team that, that can't seem to score more than one touchdown a game. I think it's fair to be critical of a team that, that, can't uh, seem to, to to do anything on defense without TJ Watt. Even though TJ Watt's such a great player, they have all these other great players. Why can't they? Why can't they come up with uh, an effective uh, game plan? It's fair to criticize it. That's not what I'm. That's not what I mean by the aggrieved fan. When I'm talking about the chronically aggrieved fan, like like I, I said in the description, uh, I mean somebody who who just. Just never seems to, never seems to be happy. Like, um, with with the team, no matter what, whether they're thirteen and three or or three and thirteen, they're always griping about something. You know, as if the team personally affects them, as as if the team is like is 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 doing something to them personally, ruining their lives personally. Like when people talk about how Pittsburgh hasn't, hasn't won a playoff game in five years. They say it as if they've been unemployed for five years. You know, you know, when they talk about like, you know, art, the second needs to, 
he needs to be held accountable. He needs to, he needs to, to, uh, to answer for this. Like they act like they're talking about, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the P word, a politician, somebody who's running for, for who's, who's an elected official. They, They act like they're talking about something that's personally affecting them. And I realize, you know, sports, when you're, when you're a diehard sports fan, yes, you know, you're going to, you're going to get emotional about it. You're going to, if they win, you're going to be happy. If they lose, you're going to be depressed. But, you know, some people, I mean, you know, like, like two weeks ago on on a hangover with Brian and Shannon, we spent like an hour criticizing everything about the team after that game against the Patriots, including Mike Tallman, you know, including Mike Tallman. And what did I see in the YouTube comments that I probably should never visit? I should never read right after the show. We were all Tomlin apologists. We were all homers. And we didn't want to really uh, tell the truth about Mike Tomlin. You know, those kind of people. Like, we criticized the guy for an hour. But what they want is they want us to talk about how he should be fired. They want to talk about how Matt Canada should be fired. They want to talk about how this player should be cut. You know, when, when, when... when people when people um, want to be critical of the team, they can't just be critical. Like you can't sit there and say, "Oh, what, what, what was he thinking on that play? Why did he call this?" Uh, it's always it always comes back to, "Well, Mike Tomlin needs to be fired. Mike Tomlin needs to be fired." That's all anybody ever wants. To, you know, they they don't want to argue or they don't want to sit there and, and just debate about you know what's going on right now with the team. They want to talk about you know getting their pound of flesh. This guy needs to be fired. This guy needs to be cut. And, and that might even be okay sometimes, but there are people that are on cruise on, on year long crusades for this kind of stuff. Like you, they're, they're complaining about it in April. They're talking about it in May. They're talking about it during the season. They're talking about it right before the playoffs. Uh, they, they never seem to be happy with the team in any way. And, and it'd be one thing if, if it was like this, if, if, if some of these people were, you know, started acting like this within the last couple of years, but I've been doing this for 12 years and there have been people that have been acting like this the entire time. You know, I really got fascinated with this kind of thing. Um, back when SB nation got affiliated with uh, Facebook about, I think it was about 2015 or so somewhere in there. And you would see these people on fa- these so-called Steelers fans on Facebook and you'd go and you would just go and, and just go, back and look at, at, at their, at their updates and their pictures and their, their past and their timeline, you know, if it was available. And it was just like years of, of them just like being acting like they were tormented by this, this team. And I'm like, why are you watching? If it, if it bothers you that much, why are you even paying attention to this football team? You know, and people like to say, well, you know, um, uh, we have standards, Tony. We have standards. The fans have high expectations. Yeah, no kidding. Most fans do. Of, 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 every, of, of most teams in professional sports, they have high expectations. They have high standards. Steeler fans don't own that, uh, uh, that distinction. They're not, they're not alone in that, in that regard. You don't think the Patriots fans have, have high expectations? They won six Super Bowls in the last 20 years. I don't think the Packers fans do, or the Giants. Even the Giants have been struggling lately, but they're one of the the uh, NFL's uh, gold uh, gold standards as far as NFL teams. Uh, 49ers fans, you don't think they have high standards? 
you know, uh, those are just words, you know, lots of just basically every, every uh, team has appeared where, where it struggles, even for 10 years. If, if you want to call what the, what, what the Steelers have, have, have been doing as, as a struggle over the last decade, you know, they made the playoffs. How many, how many times, like six or seven, whatever that is, however many division titles, you know, but you know, they haven't pursued, pr- produced the results that people want in terms of championships. Well, clearly those aren't that easy to, to obtain. Ask everybody else and they'll tell you the same, you know, that, you know, that's why six is the standard. And that's why, you know, uh, Patriots might be uh, stuck on six for the next 50 years. Uh, like the Steelers were stuck on four for 25 years or 26 years, whatever it was, you know, it's clearly not, not easy to, to uh, win a championship in the NFL or, you know, there'd be a lot, there'd be some teams out there with 15 or 20 or 25 Super Bowls. Like the Lakers have however many championships or the, the Yankees, not, not that, it's easy for those teams. I'm not saying it's, 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 but it's clearly they call the NFL, the parody league for a reason, you know? So uh, that, that's something I, I've, I've discovered over the years when people, people can't just criticize the team without it quickly devolving into, well, this guy's got to go. That guy's got to be fired. And to me, it's, 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 it's wasted energy to talk about that because it's not going to happen. At least not right now. You know, uh, we, we keep talk, t- talking about Tomlin and his um, and his 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 stretch of, of of mediocre play, but where's the you know where's the, the truly bad play from this team? You know, as I've said before, they've done a remarkable job over the last ten years keeping this thing going. Uh, when most other teams probably would have would have fallen off a cliff and and, and gone some through some real bad times. You know, the 49ers did that. The Giants are going through that now. You know, it's not easy to, 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 to stay afloat and, and, and remain competitive. If you look at, if you look around at sports history, uh, when you have the kind of Super Bowl era that they did in the 2000s, usually the next decade is kind of blah. And that's what Pittsburgh's been, kind of blah. But probably sexier than, a lot of other teams would, would be. I mean, division. They're still winning division titles. They made it to a, a, um, an AFC championship game. You know, uh, all 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 the while going through what two or three roster overhauls. You know, so uh, you know people keep bringing up Tomlin's last five years. Well, here's Bill Cowers, and I I hate that I hate to, I, I hate to to uh, criticize Cower because I love the guy. Heck, I, I live in the same neighborhood that he grew up in. I could walk to his street that he grew up on, Hawthorne Avenue. I could walk. I could probably walk there in three minutes. I hate criticizing the guy, but I have to to point out his flaws because everybody always compares him to Cower and acts like Cower, or, or I'm sorry, compares Cower to Tomlin and acts as if Tomlin or Cower was his perfect coach. But here's here's a stretch uh, by Bill Cower during the middle of his career. 1998, seven and nine. 1999, six and 10. 2000, nine and seven, pretty good. Still didn't make the playoffs, though. Uh, 01, 13 and three, made it to the AFC Championship game, lost at home to the Patriots. 02, 10, five and one, made it to, to the uh, divisional round. And what's his face? Uh, put on a great acting job at the end of that Titans game, and they got screwed over a little bit. 
And then, of course, 03, they were 6-10. and 10. That's, not a, that's not a great stretch. And I know I, I say this all the time, but it's never, I'm never going to be able to convince you because it, it doesn't fit your quote-unquote agenda. But there were calls for, for, for many years for Bill Cowher to be fired, you know, by, by the fans, by the media. The things that people are saying about Tomlin now, about him being a player's coach and him being outcoached all the time and, 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 and uh, him not knowing what he's doing, they were saying the same thing about Bill Cowher back then that he didn't have what it took to win the big game. And up until Super Bowl 40 that year, his, just like, just like Tomlin right now, his postseason record was below 500. It was eight and nine. If my, if my math is correct, it was eight, and nine up until Oh five. And they went on that magical run. They won four games. Boom. The next year, you know, they finished 500. He retires and you move on to Tomlin. So, you know, Bill Cowher wasn't this perfect head coach until he won a Super Bowl, retired, and ascended up to heaven and you know, was replaced by Tomlin. And now Tomlin can do no right. And he doesn't know what he's doing. And, and when he first started, he was just a, a figurehead. What does, Tom, what does Tomlin do? He's, he doesn't do anything. Now he has too much control and he has too many. So the guy can, can, can't win, you know. But enough about that as far as the 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 again back to the aggrieved the forever aggrieved Steeler fan like I said already you know yes you invest your time you invest your money into this team but you're investing in something that doesn't ever that is unpredictable you know it's not like you went out and and, and bought a car I mean, that might be a bad example. <laughs> a computer, another bad example. Okay, it's not like you went out and bought a TV. And when you, when you turn the TV on, it's supposed to come on, and, and the picture's supposed to be clear. You know, you you you, you paid for a a a, a uh, unpredictable outcome, and, that, and that's half the fun. At least you would think it's half the fun is knowing that. Geez, we you know I'm sitting down to watch this game, or I'm going to this I'm going to the stadium to watch this this team. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. I don't know how this is going to turn out. That's half the fun. But fans literally act like they are owed a certain outcome, and you're really not. Nobody is owed an outcome. What you're owed is for the team to try to do its best uh, to, to put the best uh, uh, pro- product together. But guess what? There are 31 other teams who, who, who are trying the exact same thing. Their goals are the exact same uh, as the Steelers are. You know, they don't they don't have a monopoly on the quote unquote standard. So just please, if, if it bothers you that much where you have to be, you know, like people talk about like the live chat, you know, how Beyond Star Curtain has a live chat before during every game. And people are like, oh, I avoid the live chat because people are just so emotional. OK, but at least that's understandable. You know, you're 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 what you, you know, that's that's that's. Being a sports fan is you're you're going to be reacting in the moment to a game. What I don't get is why are people are angry in May? Why are people angry in June? Why are people angry in July? Like, don't you ever just take time off and and just start you know looking forward to the to the uh, new year? Like, so many fans act like Randy Quaid in Major League Two, the guy in when he was when he was in, in the outfield stands, he was always always uh, uh, down on them. He was always expecting the worst. 
that's how many that's how so many fans act and to me that's not that's not fun you know it's it's it, it's it's fun to be they're 12 and three all right you know yeah they've won a lot of games by a field goal but i'm not going to expect the worst i'm going to expect the best you know to me that's fun i'm not always expecting the other shoe to drop but anyway i, I ranted for a long time and i'm sorry but i had to get that off my chest i did because I don't, I just don't understand the aggrieved, the grievance fan, the people who are like, all, like they, they feel personally affected by the team uh, to an unreasonable level. I just never understood that, that, uh, that kind of person. And, and, and social media has made it so that we have to hear from these people all year round. You know, they never have a chance to like kind of take it. In their defense, they never have a chance to, to to take some time away from the team because there's always there's always a platform platform available for them to to air their grievances, and they air them all year round. And it's just it, it's gotten to the point where it's it's become insufferable, in my opinion. If I may be critical, and that's what I'm going to say about that. All right. Let's see what we have here in the live chat. I've, I've really uh, been a uh, negative Nancy tonight. A Debbie Downer, a gloom and doomer. And this one from Steelers Pittsburgh go, about the Pro Bowl decision to not be the Pro Bowl anymore. And he says, Pete Rose ruined Ray Fossey's career in the All-Star game. That's right. Ray Fossey, 1970. He was, uh, he was, uh, uh, Pete Rose just didn't care. He was, he was going he was going uh, full bore, was, I guess it was extra innings or the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth, uh, at, at uh, I believe, uh, Riverfront Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. And he bowled, right, he bowled Ray Fossey right over. And uh, Fossey was injured. And he, he, had a, uh, he played some years after that, but he was never quite the same. And, and, and Pete Rose and Fossey actually went out to lunch or dinner uh, the night or a couple nights before that game because – you know, Ray Fossey wanted to pick Pete Rose's brain about, about Johnny Bench, you know, the premier catcher at, at, at the time. And this one from Biggie Bronco. He, and he's, oh, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that was, I thought there was something else that he was, he was talking to somebody else about, uh, I guess, some television stuff. Uh, let's see. This one from Mark Tobin, who says, uh, we should not fall off losing one guy. I mean, you know, meeting TJ, what you're going to fall off a little bit, you know, you should expect, a, you know, like I said, you know, you have to expect a drop off from TJ, what, but it's gotten to the point now where they can't seem to do anything without him on defense. And that, you know, that's kind of unusual, especially for a defense that has that kind of star power. In addition to what you're talking about, Cam Hayward, you're talking about Ogan Joby. Now you're talking about miles. Uh, Jack, obviously Mika Fitzpatrick, who, you know, through one week, looked like he was going to be the, you know, runaway defensive player of the year. You shouldn't have that much of a drop off without what, even though he is that important. This from Christopher Eleven. He says we have faith in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's 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 a a, a a rare opinion nowadays. And this one is from Mark Tobin, who says. Well, I bet if we watch tape, we, we can all agree that Canada's offense is not it. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a debate. Is it, is it Trubisky not um, seeing the field or is it Canada not being a good OC? I mean, he's, he's really not been a great OC all throughout his career other than one year at, at Pitt in, in 2016. I was here for that. Obviously that was a great year, but he really hasn't been able to duplicate that anywhere else since. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would have loved to have had uh prime time Ben and, 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 and AB and, and Lev Bell and that, and that great offensive line of the mid 2010s. Maybe he would have been a, a genius offensive coordinator there too. And this is one from Biggie Bronco follow up to the, to the, there should not be a drop off after what? And he says, not when your second best defensive lineman is getting double and triple team. When you lose a player like that, it affects everything on that defensive line. That's a good point, Biggie Bronco. Biggie Bronco knows what he's talking about. And this is from Mark Malone. He says, I, I've known people that have actually stopped watching. Well, I mean, they, you know, I'm not going to lie. They are, they are difficult to watch. You know, but I think you know, coming off the heels, like I talked about last week, coming, coming off the heels of that, of that fantastic offensive juggernaut that they were in the 2010s, uh, it's hard to... Uh, you know, follow that up, but I mean, they've really, they've really taken the dive since then. This one is from Mark Tobin again. He says, I'm not sure what the criteria is for firing a guy, but I'd say it can't get much worse than that. You're talking about Canada. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's, I, you know, I, it's not, it's not, uh, they're not going to fire him in the middle of the year. They're just not going to do it. Now, if they were a, a true Super Bowl contender, then maybe you have to make a drastic change so you don't totally fall off the cliff. But right now, I think they're gonna they're gonna try to ride it out with Canada and see what see what manifests from here on out. Because uh, I think everybody expects Pickett to be in at some point this year. So maybe when when he finally does get in there, it, it it might make a difference for that offense as far as how he meshes with Canada. Who knows? And this is this one is from. Tim Simmers, I don't understand why as a fan questioning coaches can't don't make you a good fan. It's not about questioning coaches. It's not about that. I get it. We all question coaches. You, they're supposed to be questioned, but it seems like you can't question a coach without it, it dissolving or regressing into well, he's got to be fired. You know, like people go again. People go on crusades to see that like uh, about this, like like they want a politician kicked out of office. It's like, just get over it. It's not going to happen. They're, they're not going to fire Mike Tomlin. Not right now. Again, if there's, if there's a few 6-11 and 11 seasons, maybe that happens. You know, I mean, I, I, I told you about Cowher's stretch there. And that wasn't enough for them to, for them to fire him. They, they gave him an extension um, in the middle of that run in the, in the late 90s into the early 2000s. I think they value stability in their organization. They value stability at, at, at you know in, in the, the on the executive front, and they value stability at, at the on the coaching front. I mean, they had decades where they were going through one coach after another before Noel arrived. You know, I, I don't think they they uh, they 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 consider. Uh, firing a head coach is like they don't they don't just do that like other organizations they don't just like consider take that lightly that's something that they they think very strongly about 
you know, before they do it, you know, Chuck Knoll, you know, there, there were some close calls with him in the eighties as far as him possibly losing his job, you know, but they didn't want that to happen. Bill Cower almost lost the power struggle with Tom Donahoe in the late nineties. You know, he could have been gone, but you know, again, I, I don't think they, 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 they don't go looking for that kind of stuff as an organization. They, they like stability at, at every level, pretty much. Even and on the 53-man roster, which is hard to have stability there uh, because it's, it's just a, you know, it's such a, uh, uh, a revolving door of players in the NFL. So, wow, I've, uh, it's, it's almost uh, 10 o'clock. I think I better uh, call it and I have rambled on for so long. But it was great talking to you guys. Hopefully the Steelers give us something great to talk about on, on Sunday against the Jets. Uh, and uh, check back to Behind the Curtain, the, the, the website and the podcasting platform, for uh, more Steelers content between now and then. And then after the game, you're going to have the, the post-game show. Uh, you're going to have plenty of articles on the website. And, of course, you're going to have The Hangover and all, all of our podcasts all throughout next week. We'll break things down for you. You know, it's an important game for Pittsburgh because uh, you know there's a big difference between one and three and two and two in the NFL, and I don't think they want to drop the one and two or one and three. So, talk to you again. Have a great weekend and go Steelers. Bye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.